Lift every voice and sing Till earth and heaven ring Ring with the harmonies of liberty Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies let it resound loud as a rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the presence has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun, let us march on till victory is won. Thank you, everyone, for joining the Nine Points Podcast. My name's Tim, but close friends still call me B.H., on behalf of my family, I would like to thank you all. Each week, our family sets out to inspire and entertain your families so that we can make a habit of supporting the work of families. We at the Nine Point Podcast receive our inspiration from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. This scripture speaks to nine fruits of the Spirit of God and is read as follows. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Everyone, all I have to say is I'm feeling really, really good right now. I want to say first and foremost, happy Juneteenth to everybody. If you do not know about Juneteenth or you don't know much about it, I would advise you very much to go look it up. Uh, look it up. Um, read it for yourself. It's very, it's, I think it's very, very important. Um, I think it's very significant. And even if you don't think that it's significant, it's definitely something worth being aware of. Um, also, uh, tomorrow will be Father's Day. So I want to, first of all, say happy Father's Day to every father out there. Um, I want to especially say Happy Father's Day, happy early Father's Day to my dad, uh, who I'm prayerful and and very faithful um, that God will allow us to both be alive tomorrow. So happy early Father's Day to my dad and happy early Father's Day to my paternal grandfather, who is my dad's father. So um, I'm very, very blessed. I know that I'm highly blessed. Um, to be alive and with two parents who are alive and well. Um, there are a lot of people that are not as fortunate at this moment. So for those people who are not able to spend time with their father uh, tomorrow and this time of year being very difficult for you, I want to say that I'm not wanting to, I'm not seeing this to to make things more difficult. I'm not seeing this to um, you know, to rub anybody's noses in the in the pain or the suffering. I'm just acknowledging that there's a lot to be thankful for right now. And for those of you who like people, I know people in my family, like my mother, 
my aunts, my cousins, um, who, whose father has passed away. Um, there, I'm thankful that you're, in, you are in our lives and, and, um, there's a lot to be thankful for. And God allowed us to be together to share his love today and tomorrow moving forward. And hopefully you, you'll be able to enjoy some of the words, some of the commentary from this con from this, uh, particular con, uh, podcast episode today and absolutely i know that god has it in him to share all kinds of good things for you tomorrow all kinds of relationships significant relationships where he can show that he loves you that he understands what you feel and um so to everybody out there i'm i'm really excited this show is going to have two segments in the first segment I'm going to talk a little bit about fatherhood. I'm going to talk a little bit about fathers. Some of the fathers in the Bible that really stood out to me for a few reasons that I'll go into a little bit. Then in the second and final segment, uh, the kids don't know it yet, but I'm going to ask them to talk about what it's like from their perspective. Like I'm going to ask them, what are they like about having siblings? And then I'm going to ask them, is it always easy having siblings? I'm going to warn, they don't know about this, but, but I'm going to warn them. I'm going to uh, tell them ahead of time. This isn't where I want you to point out what, what this one does that you don't like, but I'm just asking generally, is it easy? Does it seem easy to have siblings? And then just uh, listen to their, um, their experience and talk about how they are able to focus on and appreciate what they have, even though it's not always easy. So that's the show, you know, that's the, you know, that's the format for today's show. So I'll go ahead and get started. I'm going to talk about some of the fathers in the Bible that went through some things. Um, fatherhood is not always easy. I would say that a lot of the gratification in fatherhood is not because it is easy, but in spite of the um, the sacrifices um, that are forced upon us sometimes. Sometimes we don't have a choice in what happens. Um, I want to say I am thankful to be a part of that fraternity. I am very, very blessed. And even though you don't have to pay chapter dues to be in this fraternity, you must give of yourself when you become a father. I don't care how estranged you may be from your child. When you, when you bring, when you come together with God and, and a woman and you bring a life into this world, I have the strongest conviction that a part of you has changed and whether you, and how much we attend to that new life that we brought into this world that's between us and God and that those individuals. But for, you know, just for the purpose of this show, with this being a family oriented show, I just want to focus on those uh, those fathers that that are in their children's lives. Um, it's like I said, you don't have to pay uh, you don't have to pay uh, chapter dues. You don't have to pay regionals or national dues for this fraternity. But you got to sacrifice. You got to give some. Um, you don't, you might not have, we might not have a frat hymn, but we all have times where 
where we're looking out and we and we see the fellowship of other other parents out there. We have certain experiences that that we can just relate to, you know, sometimes with just a few words and just a look, you know, that's a that's a fellowship. So so I don't take it lightly to say I'm thankful to be a part of this fraternity. Now I'll talk to you all about some of uh, some of the um, elders, some of the ancestors um, of of our fraternity of fatherhood that did not have it all easy. Um, Let's just start off. We'll talk about Adam. Adam was the first was the first father in the Bible. Okay. He's his oldest son murdered his younger brother. All right. Life has changed. Life is complex. There is a lot of things that happen under the sun. And there are a lot of things that have not been specifically detailed in the Bible that some people have experienced. But try to try to imagine the strain, the anguish, the emotional and spiritual complexity of having a life with a wife and a son who was a murderer and who murdered his brother. The Bible does not say that Adam um, went to kill Cain, does it? I'm not, I don't want to go down a whole legal path. I I don't want to go through all of these things and start talking about um, uh, legality and vengeance and justice. I'm not trying to, I don't want to go down that path. I'll just say that it took something. The Bible doesn't say exactly what, does it? Now think about it. The Bible doesn't say exactly what Adam did, how, what he said or what he did or how his relationship with Cain uh, on a day-to-day basis, what that looked like after the fact, <coughs> excuse me. However, the Bible does not in any way insinuate <coughs> that Adam or Eve wished harm upon Cain, but it couldn't have been easy. Could it? That was a part of being a father for Adam. Let's think about Jacob. Jacob had to work 14 years to appease his father-in-law. Then he had to honor and please two women who were constantly trying to outdo one another. Then after all of that, he had children who used his good name and reputation as a cover to go out and seek vengeance and kill some of the most powerful people in his community. All right. Now, if that wasn't enough, this is all of this is just Jacob. If that wasn't enough later on in his life, he found out that some of his sons lied to him about the death of his son, Joseph, and had him separated from his second youngest son for decades. That is a father that went through quite a bit. He loved his children. He endured their mistakes. Something I I don't know. I I can't tell you. I'm not going to. 
Um, I'm not going to say what that the Bible specifically says that he forgave, um, because if I did say that, I would want to be able to point you to that scripture. But I will say without hesitation that he had tremendous faith in God's way. And he had tremendous self-control in order to endure all of those things. That was, those are things that most fathers don't have to deal with. But there is precedent in the Bible that shows us that being a father is not always easy. Okay, think about King David. Everyone talks about how how um, King David was was strong, 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 wonderful person. King David had a son named Absalom who tried to kill him and take over his kingdom. Think about that for family drama. Think about that for all of you parents that have teenagers like myself. When uh, when the males start to smell themselves, I'll just leave it that way. And you and you, we struggle to gently, respective, respectfully and convincingly exhibit exhibit the type of respect and authority of our position as the father of the family. This man who was the king of a nation had a son who tried to take him out and take over that kingdom. You think it took some self-control to not um, use what he was good at and go and, and, and kill that person. Fatherhood is not always easy. Ladies and gentlemen, and I know I could say the same thing about motherhood. I, I didn't say I didn't um, talk about motherhood during um, during Mother's Day. And I can't really apologize for that because I know that there was I knew I did some things uh, during uh, during May. And I acknowledged uh, the strength of mothers. But I'm just for now, I can't do anything about mothers, about motherhood or Mother's Day. But right now, with fatherhood, fatherhood. Is on my mind and on my heart because tomorrow is Father's Day. If that offends certain people, I can understand and respect it because right now, as I'm speaking, I'm speaking with a passion and I'm speaking with a um, with a conviction, with a sense of understanding <coughs> that I might not have had when I talked about mothers and their sacrifices. In no way am I saying that being a father is harder than being a mother. Let me repeat that. In no way am I saying that being a father is harder than being a mother. Three times, three for the founders. In no way am I trying to suggest that being a father is harder than being a mother. What I'm attempting to talk about today is to put it out there to men and women out there that Fatherhood is something that is worthy of respect, and it is something that comes with a great deal of responsibility, a great deal of responsibility that sometimes brings great opportunities. But I'm wanting to familiarize certain people uh, with some people in the Bible who were fathers 
that went through some things so that hopefully if they're going through some tough times with their children, with their daughters, with their sons, that you can look back at the Bible and say, well, what I'm dealing with was is deep. It's frustrating, but it's not quite that either. That's the focus of what I'm doing, what this first segment is about. Okay. Um, Think about Job. Job lost 10 children almost all at once. Seven sons and three daughters. Same day. He endured tremendous pain, physical pain. Job had physical pain and the pain of isolation and judgment from his friends and even his wife as he was going through all of that. That is pretty doggone intense. That is pretty intense. And if you're not very familiar with Job, read it. Read the book of Job. Read the book of Job. That's a person that went through quite a bit. And he was a father that lost 10 children. He lost 10 children. He lost the respect of his friends, neighbors, and even his wife. Job went through a lot. And he praised God in the midst of his struggles. And now finally, think about Joseph. There are a lot of different people named Joseph in the Bible, but I'm talking about Joseph, who was the earthly father of Jesus. Joseph discovered that his fiancee, Mary, was pregnant, even though he hadn't slept with her. Let that sink in if you're not a Christian. If you are a Christian, think about it and meditate on that a little bit more. In spite of what he might have expected of the wife that he was engaged to, in spite of what society might have deemed he should have done in that situation, Joseph was visited by an angel that told him not be, to not be afraid to marry Mary. Okay, I, that sounded kind of funny, but um, he was he had a dream and an angel told him not to be afraid to marry her. I've had a lot of people, I've been a part of a lot of very uh, meaningful and and convincing conversations. I've been convicted about some things very strongly by things that other people have said. I've had some convictions. I've had some dreams and I've been convicted. Joseph was convicted that in spite of what his, regardless of what he might have been thinking or feeling before he found out that news, he was going to marry this woman and he was going to be the earthly father of a man that is a, of a child who was seven sent God incarnate named Jesus. Now 
after the and and you know the bible doesn't say a whole lot specifically about joseph i mean for my you know for my taste it doesn't say a whole lot about joseph but it does say at least two things that we know about him one <coughs> he was convicted and he followed he fought faithfully abided by what he thought was right after he was visited by that angel in his dream and secondly he Shortly after Jesus was born, he was visited by another angel in a dream that warned Joseph to leave Bethlehem and flee to Egypt. For people that are not very close, that that don't read um, their Bible very much, you might already know that Egypt was the very place that the that the children of Israel that the Jews led that uh, uh, left uh, left when Moses left them uh, that Moses uh, led them out of Egypt. You might know remember vividly about Moses leading them out of Egypt and crossing the Red Sea. You might remember all of that, but something else happened in Egypt before Moses led the people out. Egypt was the very place that a particular pharaoh made it made it a law to kill newborn male Jews. Now, all these years later, Joseph was warned and told to flee to this place because now this Jewish king named Herod was about to order the murder of all male Jewish children two years old and under. Think about that. Egypt is where the pharaohs killed Jewish male babies out of all kinds of hateful, sinful excuses. Now when Jesus is born, His family has to leave Bethlehem because a Jewish king is about to do what Pharaoh did so many years ago. That was not an easy time. Ladies, gentlemen, families, I am alive today, not by no means am I alive today only because of the people that are my blood relatives and blood ancestors I am alive today and sharing what God has put on my heart in an imperfect way but through me the best way I know how to do it because of a lot of fathers and mothers who put their short-term goals and short-term self-interest aside to do something that was pleasing to God. We are all alive today because of fathers and mothers who endured hardships that we can't imagine. Fathers and mothers that endured hardships that didn't quite make it to the news or to the textbooks. Fathers and mothers who had to deal with things that I just shared with you that have been documented in the Bible. 
Therefore, as we deal with the responsibilities, the um, obstacles, the flat out institutional sinfulness that comes with a life that that says, please you before please God. We got to understand we're not in this alone and we're not dealing with something that is bigger than God. We're not dealing with something that is bigger than the answer. The answer is to accept, enjoy, protect the fellowship that you have with God. I am a Christian, and as a Christian, I can say without hesitation, embracing the victory that comes with the salvation promised, declared, and made possible by the ministry, sacrifice, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our days are not always easy and we might not always see the treasure that comes from living a life to please God. We fathers, you may go to bed for weeks, months, years, not having, not having what you think is fair, but what God deems is necessary. I just want to say, I'm glad to be a part of that frat. Glad to be a part of that fraternity. And I will do what I can till my dying day to make sure that I don't bring dishonor upon it. Well, I can't say make sure that I don't bring dishonor upon it. Because I'm going to make plenty of mistakes. I will, though, I will promise you that being a father is a tremendous joy and a tremendous uh, honor full of opportunities every day. And I want to count those opportunities and enjoy those opportunities with faith, with courage. And I hope that you fathers out there are able to do that so that our families can show the rest of the world what it's like to truly embrace being one of his. So I didn't really expect to go as long as I did on that, but I was going freestyle and I was coming from the heart. So I'm going to back off, let you guys listen to verse two from my cousin. And when we come back, it'll be Z time. Stony the road we trod, bitter the chasing rod, felt in the day when hope unborn had died. Yet with a steady beat, have not our weary feet come to the place for which our fathers died. We have come over a way that with tears have been watered. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughter. 
with our gloomy past till now we stand at last where the white gleam of our bright star is cast hey welcome back to the show and welcome to segment two which we like to refer to as z time today we've got a full house that means we will be hearing feedback from kings that's my oldest as well as newbie that's my one and only lady and my twin all right welcome lady and gentlemen and i want to ask you guys two questions i want some feedback hopefully each of you give a little bit of feedback two very general but important questions First question is, I'm trying to think of the best way to ask it. What's it like having siblings? What's it like having, what's it, King, what's it like being the oldest of three siblings? Although I'm not willing to do so all the time, I feel like a leader. I just wish I had my own space sometimes. Eh, well, that won't be a big that won't be a big problem in the future. Okay. Okay. Well, newbie, what's it like having two brothers? Well. I don't mind it most of the time since I grew up with mainly male figures and made me learn to have thicker skin and not be offended by everything. However, it is pretty annoying when I try and go to the bathroom and there's stuff on the ground. But other than that, I don't mind having brothers. Are we talking trinkle stuff? Pee on the ground. I'm not, um... I'm not going to touch that one. Okay. Twin! You got a unique spot, my man. You are a big brother. You are a little brother. You are a twin. And you're the tallest man in the house. What is it like having siblings? It's cool, but sometimes I really need my own space. And because of currently where I am, I have to see people every single time they come by. And sometimes it gets very, very annoying because I want my own time. And my own space. Well, you know, everyone else out there knows this, but I kind of mentioned kind of loosely that I was going to, I wanted to ask you guys because I know that having siblings isn't always um, all always great um, but I was going to ask you you know even though it was challenging what were some what are some things that you like about being having sibs yeah yeah since we kind of went answer the second question first what are some things that you like about having some sibs let me start with you Miss Trinkle on the ground what are some things you like about having having siblings Um, I guess that there's people in my age I can relate with, but it's really the only thing I have on my mind right now. 
King, you, my friend, it's no secret, and we've mentioned it in the past, um, when you were like, I think four, was when when they uh, when they first gave us the diagnosis PDDNOS, which is uh, right on the autism spectrum. Um, not fully autism, more closer to uh, Asperger's, even though, you know, certain things, there are certain diagnoses, you know, the criteria and stuff has changed now. There's just the autism spectrum, which is kind of uh, a whole sto- uh, story or um, news flash all in and of itself. But for people out there that don't have children on the spectrum, one thing that's hallmark trait of autistic children is that they don't deal with social things the way that everybody else does. They are more, they prefer to be uh, solitary. They like things to be a certain way all the time. Uh, So for a little guy being the the only kid in the house to all of a sudden have two little people that were always coming around and to be on the spectrum, it wasn't the easiest transition. I'm sure it wasn't the easiest transition. I remember times, as a matter of fact, where King would be, he would go somewhere and he'd build a little wall um, out of pillows or other things that he would construct because he was very creative. He'd make things and his brother and his sister, you know, they'd see him and they'd be in the walkers and they'd walk over on their tippy toes and they'd just come right over there like, and it'd be like a bulldozer, like King Kong in a bulldozer. And they just peck and peck and peck till his little walls fell down. Um, and they just were just happy. They just wanted to be around their big brother. They just, hey, I love this dude. There's something about him. There's something about him. I just like being around him. Um, and I saw it. You know, I saw both sides of it. I saw that I'd like some space. And then I saw some, I'm going to. I'm going to change. I'm going to do what I need to do. Um, I'm going to do what I need to do to deal with these guests, these new guests that have come around. But King, what are some things that you like about having Sibs? I don't really have anything to say, and I'm not really sure. Well, it's nice having company, but overall, I don't really have anything to say. Well, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Since you've had 15 years of siblings, do you think that it will be very weird, very challenging if you woke up one day and you didn't have siblings? Possibly a culture shock. All right, I'll leave that one alone. Thanks for the two answers so far. Now, twin, what are some good things about having siblings? And you got, you get, man, you've kind of, I was always the oldest. I was the oldest on both sides of the, of the family. And um, so I never, I never had a big brother or a big sister. Um, I was the first one to challenge everything. I was the first one to, um, well, I was the first one. You've got somebody that's older than you and you got to you get the, the spiel about uh, you got to set the example. You're the oldest. 
or you can't, uh, you know, you have to set an example. You can't just do what you feel like doing all the time, but it's not all work. So what's some things that you enjoy about having siblings? I guess I have company if I don't have friends or if I'm not talking to friends at the moment, I guess I can talk to one of my siblings and and I guess that's it. I mean, at least, I mean, I guess that's more company as well. You don't feel lonely. You can't say, well, it's harder to say I have no one to talk to if you have siblings compared to if you had no siblings. So, yeah. And finally, as I'm sitting here, coming close to the end of this segment, maybe I should have just asked this when I started out. This is a family show. So each of you that want to talk, I got a feeling King always is usually willing to step up and say something. But each of you, if you wanted to say something, here's the question. Let's say that somebody out there has found out that their mom is pregnant and they're going to have a little have a little brother or a little sister. And they're the only child right now. They're the only child, but they're going to have a they know they're going to have a little brother or a little sister. What would you say to that to that single child that's about to have a brother or sister? You may not have asked for another child, but I'm faithful that you will find company from him. Enjoy it while it lasts. I saw Nubie's hand was coming up. If you were an only child, if you were an only child and you found out that your mom was pregnant and you was about to have a little brother or little sister, how would you feel? And how, what would you say to someone who is an only child who's about to have a new brother or sister, either through pregnancy or adoption? To answer the first question, if I was an only child and I found out I was having a younger older, I was having a younger brother or sister, I personally wouldn't like it because I like my own space and I'm not like really a good, I just don't really like being, having to set an example for other people. But if there is someone out there, to answer the second question, I'd say that um, it will be like a culture change that you're going to have to start sharing stuff with other people. But don't treat them like a burden or something just because you're going to have like a, a younger brother or sister. Don't treat them badly. Like, I understand like sedentism, but don't do anything that'll affect th- them in the future. Just try and take care of them and, yeah, just treat them with respect, like everyone else. I'm hearing, I'm hearing some good, some good answers here. I'm hearing enjoy it while you can and respect them. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to get frustrated sometimes. Just be respectful. Twin, you get to close it if you want, if you want to. What would you like to say to someone if they are an only child and they're finding out they found out that mom is going to have another baby 
or a mom and dad have adopted and a new baby or babies are coming. What would you say? What would you say to that person? If they, if that person is having, doesn't really know what to think or to expect, what kind of, what would you like to say? Could seem terrible at first, but just know that God put everyone on that planet for a reason. So it's best to enjoy that person while they're still around. And it's also best to enjoy your time while you don't have anyone. Because once you have siblings, it's going to be hard to get your own alone time, especially if they're like much younger and they're always like, hey, you want to play a game? No, I don't know this from personal experience, but I know from other people that their little siblings definitely pester them sometimes. And it's not because they hate them. Or they want to annoy them. It's just because they're curious and they love you. So don't say something that you would regret saying in the future. Don't. Do not. I love our children. And I'm thankful for the feedback that you guys shared. You didn't know what I was going to ask you, but you told me the truth. Um, I will say I'll add one thing out there because tomorrow is Father's Day. I'd like to say this to anyone out there who is about to become a parent. If you are if you are about to become a pregnant, you're about to bring a life home with you that was not there when you left. I want to build on some things that my children just said. Enjoy it while you can. Be respectful. Recognize you will make mistakes. If you're doing it right, you will feel bad about some of the mistakes that you make. Also, God would not allow you to have the responsibilities if He did not want you to also. Enjoy the opportunities of experiencing his love and sharing his love in ways that you might not even be able to imagine at this moment. So on that note, thank you again for sharing on um, being a part of today's show. If you like us, please share the word. Let people know that the nine point podcast can be Heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Copy RSS, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Um, if you are out there listening and haven't heard this before, uh, please know that I recently, well, not too recent now, but six months ago, um, I wrote my second novel. It's a Christian fiction novel called Lord's Shelter. You can find it on Book Baby Bookstore. Uh, you can find it at Amazon. You can find it at um, Barnes and Nobles. It's available on paperback and digital. You can download it on your King, your Kindle. You can download it on uh, any digital device. And um, if you'd like to bless us financially, uh, that would definitely be uh, a way to do so. Um, hope that you enjoyed today's show and I hope that you'll come back again soon. Remember, who wants to take us out? Wealth is to be spent, but treasures to be shared. Amen. Take care, guys. 
and ladies.